Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode here on the Product and Packaging Powerhouse, where we're showcasing the good and the ugly truth of product development, packaging, and project management to help producers advance, ascend, and accelerate getting their products into their marketplace. And so here on the show, we talk about different key insights and trends that you're seeing and also things that you may not have known when it comes to launching your products, as well as some behind-the-scenes looks of what it takes to launch the product. So let's go ahead and get into it. Hey everyone, so welcome to today's show. I am your host, Megan. I'm so excited for you all to be here with me. If you've listened to some of our other podcasts, you've heard about me talk about my detour to destination journey, why we created this podcast, and ultimately why I love all things project management, okay? Um, so project management was actually a detour for me to get into this space, um, but ultimately it's helped me to reach my destination. Um, project management has been very instrumental with my career, um, from planning my own wedding to volunteering all the way to utilizing it every single day within my operations company, GLC, how I operate and do business and also finding different opportunities and also helping to consult and coach professionals who are looking to transition into this industry as well. So a lot of things, you know, with project management, um, one of my key terms I say is project management is bay. It is. Um, we have a really good relationship. It has really helped me to become really a better professional. Okay. Um, so with that being shared, I want to talk about for today's episode and also just kind of piggying back off of my experience as the journey of a project manager in the beauty industry. So if you've heard a little bit about my story and you know the detour to destination episode, I've talked a little bit about that there. But for this one, I really wanna talk about what are some key things that those professionals, especially project managers who are looking to transition into this industry, what you should know, what you should think about, what to consider and more. And so we're gonna talk about it here on the show. So first thing is, first question I've ever heard somebody ask me when I started working in this space is, project managers are relevant for beauty? And my response is, yes, period, okay? Yes, it is. You need project managers in every industry there is. So whether you're working in automotive, in the beauty, in health, pharma, fintech, finance, construction, architecture, IT, you need a project manager for every industry, period. You need one, okay? And if you don't have one, go find one. And if you can't find one, DM me and my team and we'll give you some recommendations of where to go find them from, where to go find them, okay? I have some really great project management training programs such as MindSpark, Women of Project Management, Black and Brown Project Management, and other professionals. I will help connect you because you need a project manager 
in your life and in your company, period. But anyways, so going back to my journey, being a project manager in the beauty space, and really before I really talk about it is I want to give you all some context and some organizations and some findings from a salary perspective, because now in this day and age, when we're in a recession, we are analyzing our salary against cost of goods, which items make sense? How do we maintain our livelihood? Take care of our families. I feel that people that are in my around my age bracket, so just say 30 and up, probably about 30 to 50. I call us a sam- I call us a sandwich generation because we have our we're building and creating our own family. So we're raising our own children, our own nieces and nephews, godchildren, whatever. And then now we're also thinking about how to take care of our parents. So we're in this sandwich phase right now where we all could utilize more money, right? In some form of fashion. And if you work in a different industry, consider project management too, if you're looking for your next transition as well. So that being shared, I want to give a couple of insights according to the Project Management Institute from their 12th edition um, of their survey, of their salary survey. So let me just share with you all a little bit about PMI who they are and such, and why this salary survey is important. So PMI, which is an acronym for Project Management Institute, is the governing body um, that issues out the different certifications for project managers and also practitioners in the field. So they are the governing body that issues out the PMP, Project Management Professional Certification. That's what I have. But they also have the starter certification, the CAPM, Certified Associate in Project Management. Then they also have Discipline Agile, We now have um, PMI ACP, which is more of the agile um, practitioners and consultants to safe. It's a whole, we have a lot of certifications, but PMI is the governing body. And within PMI, they always offer a lot of great resources um, as well for members and non-members alike to get key findings and insights of what's going on within the marketplace. So with PMI, they host annual global summits and conferences. They always have virtual experiences where you have really great professionals and practitioners coming on to talk about their area of expertise within project management. Um, And then you always have these surveys that are sent out to professionals, members and non-members alike. And you take the survey to get a gauge of what the salary is you know, for their respective time period. So with that, I want to share some of the insights of Project Management Salary Survey, the 12th edition. So within this edition, they they surveyed X number of people within certain different countries and across different positions and also industries to really see, you know, where the salaries kind of netted out based upon the 25th percentile, the median, 75th percentile, and of course the mean. Um, within these different roles, et cetera. So um, if you want to get more insight and look at their survey more extensively, it is a 300 page report. That's how extensive it is. So if you want to look and see what the salaries are, if you're thinking about moving to Belize, you can check it out there. If you are in the US where I'm based out of, you can see the detailed findings from that report um, within there. So if you have a country in mind that you want to look at the salaries, or if you're thinking about pitching to Um, organizations within those countries, this will give you some great insight um, and also help with expectations from a salary standpoint as well if you're thinking about pitching into these other companies, looking to move to these other countries, et cetera, okay? So I'm not gonna go through all of them because like I said, it's a 300-page report. Y'all have to read that on your own. But I wanna hit on some of the highlights, you know, of a project manager and some of the salaries. So first thing is, 
Based upon all the respondents within the U.S., which over 7,000 people were surveyed here in the U.S., the total compensa compensation in U.S. dollars for the 25th percentile was approximately 90,000. The median is 115,000. Then the 75th percentile is 142,000. Mean is equivalent to almost 119,000. So this is based upon over 7,000 respondents, okay? So you have a good, so I wanted to give you context there. Now, if I was to look at different positions, I'm gonna just say, starting off at, I'm gonna do it from a consultant perspective because that's my role. I'm a project management consultant. Um, the entry level for project manager or like a project specialist to um, a program manager to a director of a PMO, project management office. So I'm gonna give you three, highlight these three positions and the salaries across them, okay? So if you are entry level um, project manager, project manager specialist, project manager lead, um, potentially could be also a project manager to number one, um, for entry level. So the 25th percentile shows that this um, salary, annual salary is starting off at 63,000. Then the median or 50th percentile is approximately 84,000. And then the 75th percentile is a little bit over 100,000. So right around 105, 109,000. That's for packaging management specialists, project managers. I said packaging, <laughs> sorry. So project manager specialists, project manager lead, potentially a project coordinator as well, um, or a project manager level one. That is your salary range for 25th, 50th, and 75th percentile annual salary. Now, as you're growing in your pursuits, you may be transitioning into other industries or staying with the same company or staying within the same industry. Now you're looking to become a program manager. So now you get to oversee all the different projects um, as part of the program, okay? So if you're looking to become a program manager, 25th percentile annual salary starts off at 102,000. The 50th percentile or the median, it's approximately 127,000. 75th percentile is approximately 150,000. Now you ready to grow, you ready to grow up and you now the glowing up because now you're going to apply for this director of a PMO, director of a project management office. Your entry salary for the 25th percentile is about 115,000. The mean, median, excuse me, is 145 and then 75th percentile, 175,000. So just based upon the entry level, the mid-level, senior level, so now you become a program manager and you become a director of a PMO, you start to see how your salary increases based upon the 25th, 50th, and the 75th percentile, respectfully. So now, Let's shift gears and talk about when you start going independent and you become a project management consultant. What does that look like? Okay. And that's what my role is. I'm a project management consultant. Out of the uh, respondents that have surveyed, the 25th percentile is approximately 90,000. The median is 120,000. And then the 75th percentile is approximately 150,000. So that as a project consultant, your salary range is comparable to a program manager and also within the director of project management, given the respective uh, percentile that you may fall in, which is still good, which is still really good, you know, um, especially going independent. Now, when you go independent, things they don't tell you about, you got to think about your insurance. Your insurance is on your own. Post-it notes, you, pop, you buy on your own. Uh, systems, you have to pay for on your own. Some companies may have the systems in place, depending upon their structure and their setup. However, be prepared to have your own systems to buy in pens, 
highlighters, printing paper, ink, those things add up. Okay. They don't tell you about those things, but those are the things that add up um, that you get offset it with your company. So of course, the salary ranges that I mentioned, this is before taxes, fees, whatever you have taken out of your check for financials, for brokerage, 401k, all of that stuff. Um, so these are just salaries, okay? Um, does not account for anything else. Within there, I want to give some context of um, of the, the salary based upon industry. So as I've mentioned before, beauty industry, health industry, um, cosmetics, not really talked about, you know, and this is not captured within their survey report because it's based upon the 7,000 respondents here respectfully in the U.S. that completed this survey who actually displayed or excuse me, answered the question as to what their industry is, okay? But I'm going to hit on some that are still overarching into, you know, consulting, operations, manufacturing, et cetera. So, from a consulting standpoint, I've already shared with you the range. So you have um, 105,000 to 160,000 within food and beverage, okay? Because I've worked on some engagements that are in the food and beverage space um, for packaging. And so um, for their salary range, it's between 84,000 to 134,000 per year. Within manufacturing, um, 88,000 to about 132,000 respectfully. And then training and education is about 73,000 to 108,000 per year. So for so to give you an example, so because I work in the beauty industry, there's a lot of different areas and sides of the business within beauty. So you have the contract manufacturing side. So that will kind of fall within the manufacturing salary that I mentioned. You also have packaging development and suppliers that could also fall within um, manufacturing from some of the salary ranges that I gave you. You could also go more so on the marketing standpoint. We didn't talk about marketing industry and what their um, salary ranges are respectfully, but they could still kind of fall within the consulting realm, training and education, as well as um, manufacturing. So they can kind of be like maybe an average of all three of those, um, but sometimes they're a little bit more as well. You can also go into like the supply chain aspect. So combination of all of those that I mentioned. So I'm sharing all of this because within beauty alone, so beauty um, is very broad. And so it's the umbrella and under beauty, I consider like nail care, hair care, facial care, skin care, body care, um, as in cos cosmetics, color cosmetics, et cetera, as part of the beauty umbrella, the beauty portfolio rather. So I'm sharing that to give you all insight of that and how you can start to transition and how to start thinking about, you know, your journey into project management within this space based upon my own lessons and things that I learned as well. So number one, for those of you who are now looking to transition into this industry, it's a lot of fun. I it's every day is something different. I am challenged even as a consultant, I am still challenged you know, um, because how you operate with one client or one brand may differ than how you operate with another brand, um, you know, different scope of products. So one, one brand may be nail care, one brand may be for your brows, one brand may be uh, for your brows, but it's a tinted color, you know, so it all can vary, you know, across the board. And that's what I really love about this is that no day is really the same. If you like consistency with your day, <clears throat> this may not be for you, being honest. It may be the same people, 
But when I say every day is something new and something different, I mean just that. It is something new, something different every single day. So that's what I really love about it. And it keeps me on my toes um, and it challenges me as well. So with that being shared, if you are looking to transition into the space, um, some form of fashion, whether that's on the manufacturing side with packaging suppliers and vendors or with manufacturing of the actual products itself, number one, always see what they have available on their career center and connect directly with the recruiters. This is key because a lot of times when we're now applying for jobs instantly through LinkedIn, we don't have a follow-up or an outreach strategy. And I'm not saying to create like a full 10-step process. I'm not saying that. However, what has worked well for me and what I have personally done and also recommended to some of my you know, prior students and such is create a simple two max three-step outreach process. So what that would look like is, for example, if I was applying for a, a packaging project manager and I saw the job on LinkedIn, I'm going to apply for the job, upload my information, complete any questions that they have, boom. But I have now also found out who is the recruiter um, or the hiring manager or the human resource director, whomever that has published this job. That would normally tell you within the LinkedIn job in this case. If you are applying on a website, on a company's website, of course, that would not be listed there. However, LinkedIn is gold. It will tell you who all works at their respective company. So go and find who is the hiring manager for that department, HR, whomever, you know, and connect with them. Hey there, my name is Megan. I am a global project manager that specializes in the health, beauty, wellness space. Um, I came across this respective job and saw that you know, this job really piqued my interest because of one, two, three, list out three, three quick bullet points. Why? And here is how, and I would definitely welcome the opportunity to continue our connection. It's something so simple like that. Um, or I may even ask the question at the end, you know, um, given my experience that I just mentioned in the one, two, three, how can, you know, do you possibly have any recommendations or some jobs that would be in alignment with my skill set? And I've done that even with, I haven't applied for jobs. Like, as a consultant, you still apply and pitch for jobs all the time, okay? So it's totally different than like having the nine to five where you go into work and you know that is your job, you know what your role is, that's it. As a consultant, you are doing everything and you are pitching any and everybody, okay? You are pitching any and everybody. So um, so I'm just sharing based upon, you know, my own experience and what I do, you know, for you all to incorporate the same, you can kind of tailor it as such. Don't be trying to plagiarize my words up on here, okay? Um, Go to ChatGPT and use what I gave to as a reference and then tailor it to make it your own in your own language and your own tone, et cetera. But anyways, that's the that's step number one, you know, for the outreach strategy. Step number two, I may in, interact with two subsidiary people that they possibly work with in the company just to say, hello, um, I came up and do a quick Google search on them. So I see that they have a podcast. I see that they maybe mentioned in an article. I see that they recently attended a trade show whatever. Hey, Derek, my name is Megan. I'm a global project manager that specializes in boom, 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 and really have skill set here. I came across your information because I see that you recently attended, um, we'll say LuxPack. I see that you recently attended LuxPack, um, you know, and you have some really good engagement centered around this. And I will ask a question based upon what they recently posted from, you know, in this, in this example, 
of uh, going to Lux Pack, which is a creative packaging trade show. And it's just that. And so it's really just starting to cultivate and have conversations. It's not to really be hard and be selling, but you're selling without selling at the same time. So I am coming in to generate a organic conversations, you know, things of that sort. And as a consultant, it's a little bit different than, you know, um, if they have the position listed as a full-time or an employee standpoint, you know, but at the end of the day, you can still, you all you're doing is having conversation. That's it. And it's starting to help you become relevant. So if that person I just connected with, you know, from their post, and I saw that they recently went to LuxPack and I've already submitted my application to HR and connected with them just to have a conversation you know, it's helping me to stay relevant. So as they possibly are going through and looking through the resumes and stuff like that, or hearing different names, like, oh, I just connected with such and such, you know, so it never hurts. So then get me to the third point that I make, which is if you do, or if you do not, regardless of the outcome, if you get, if you move on to get an interview, continue the conversation and showcase how you are relevant within this industry. So Going back to my example, if I just got to, hey, thank you so much, Megan, for applying. Unfortunately, we're not going to move forward with you at this moment, uh, but we wish you the best in your journey. Cool. Thank you so much for letting me know and getting back with me. Uh, hopefully these companies are prompt to, you know, uh, I ain't gonna talk about that, but, um, you know, hopefully they're prompt and they're able to, you're able to respond and you have direct emails. Because if you did not get their email beforehand um, or follow up, make sure you do get that. Okay. So another point. But anyway, say, I'm going to just say, hey, Derek, I'm just stick with that. Hey, Derek, thank you so much for letting me know. I definitely wish you all the best in your endeavors and finding the right candidate for the position. With that, I would like to ask you two questions. Number one, is there any um, feedback that you can give me, you know, in reference of what you're looking for, how to improve? And then the second thing is, um, you know, I would love to continue our connection to have a conversation to learn more about what you do day to day. Would that be available? Would you be available for a quick 15-minute conversation? Even though I may have received that rejection letter, I am now spinning that rejection letter and the rejection letter call, whatever, however you received it, to be positive and see how you can gain value and gain feedback from it to know how to improve and tailor it for the next opportunity. So it's really, and this really comes down to shifting your mindset too. So Previously, when I was in corporate and was applying for jobs and stuff like that, and I would get rejected, that will weigh on my psyche. Another, another person telling me I don't qualify. So it's really helping you to go from that state to, okay, I just got some lemons, you know, how am I going to make some lemonade? So I'm going to turn that rejection into feedback and see how I can, you know, continue a connection with this person on LinkedIn or whatever, and then try to see how I can learn about the day-to-day -to, -day to see if it's something I may want to, I may want to do what they're doing instead of what Kathy doing. Cause Kathy was a hiring manager. And that's what I initially thought I wanted to aspire to as the director of, of, of a PMO, but I may actually want to be a program manager or be a procurement manager that Derek is doing. So it gives you insight and flexibility into, you know, looking at different, different roles and different sectors of the business to still get into the industry. Okay. And I think that's not really talked about enough. I haven't, I'm sure that there's HR people and talent acquisition managers and stuff like that, that do talk about it, but 
I'm just being honest, y'all. I don't hear it that much. So, you know, and I feel that to get into this industry, you sometimes have to be creative. Not gonna front. So if I was coming in for my own experience, so I have a bachelor's science in chemistry, right? If I would have known back then what I know now, I would have transferred colleges to go get a packagerial science degree or um, I would have gone to a school like University of Cincinnati to study um, cosmetic science. They actually have a certification program um, that I was looking at previously in corporate, but I, I don't, packaging is, is my area of expertise. It's good to know, but that's not, that's not my, that's not my lane. I think it's the lakes I'm used to, like TLC. Um, but anyways, but you know, getting creative of how you possibly get into the industry is something gold and something that I think is not really talked about. So that's why I was like, you know, having those conversations and reaching out to people that work in the company or may work as an extension of that other person, just to have conversations to see what is it like day to day. I do that all the time. People reach out, people I never heard of before, but they found me somehow, somewhere. They're like, I'm interested to learn about the industry. You know, can can I meet with you for 15 minutes? Sure. Because I knew, because I was on the other end. I knew what it was like to not get, you know, that one-on-one time with people in the industry or to not even know how to navigate the industry to knowing how to do things differently, to be honest. Or I'm in, you know, I previously started in packaging, you know, but how can I move forward into being a like maybe regulatory project manager for a beauty company. I need to, I've worked on packaging. I work very closely with regulatory. I, you know, so that may be the entry point to get in, to learn the business, to understand all the requirements and things that regulatory people do, or AKA the redliners, that's what I call them. Regulatory and legal, they're the redliners. But, you know, to get insight as to what it's like in that role, from a regulatory standpoint, then I may transition to being more like a brand manager to then wanting to evolve into packaging manager or whatever. But I can start to move around the business because project management, if you understand the framework, is very flexible, you're very adaptable, and you can really utilize the same framework in the same processes across all different sectors of the business. So that's what I love about project management, okay? So, okay, so we've talked about salary. We've talked about some extra things like, uh, you know, things that a project consultant would have to do that would be slightly different than like an employee. Um, and then we also talked about, you know, my three-step outreach approach as well with engaging with, you know, HR, people that work in the company to have those conversations and how I apply for jobs. Because as a consultant, all opportunities don't always come to you. You have to go and find opportunities too. So um, that ain't for the faint-hearted, but that's a whole nother segment. We'll talk about entrepreneurship and stuff um, on a different episode. But you know, for those who want to transition into this industry, there are countless of opportunities. A lot of them are not readily displayed or publicly displayed in transparency um, in abundance like you may see for construction, for IT, et cetera. And that's just because it's not, it's an industry that's not commonly talked about, you know, on this side of the table. 
you know, and that's cool, but you're going to learn more about it as you're here joining the show as well. And if you do follow me on my different platforms, you'll hear and see me talk about it as well and how I navigate and utilize project management in everything I do. <laughs> um, so project management is bay. It is for real, you know, and you'll start to hear more about this as well. So go ahead and close out for today to talk about a couple of key points um, and recap. So number one, if you are willing to take detours to get into this industry and try something different that may get you out your comfort zone, do it like Nike, just do it. Because at the end of the day, you're going to be challenged. You're going to have something different every single day working in this industry. And there's so many areas of the business that you can go into. So that leads me to point number two. When you're starting to think about these different positions that are in these departments and at these respective companies. So for instance, if you were looking for an opportunity with Mac Cosmetics, Mac is top-notch. They're one of my favorite brands, okay? And say, for instance, they have a project manager, but it's more so on um, product development and it's the entry-level job. If you're trying to get into this space, take it, apply for it. And, you know, make sure, of course, HR talks about tailoring your resume to incorporate keywords and all that stuff, blah, 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 blah. Um, we'll have a conversation with an HR specialist in beauty um, on some future episodes here. But, you know, I don't want to get into all of that quite yet, but I'm sharing that because that's standard, right? You should be incorporating keywords into your resume um, for every job that you apply. They say to tailor your resume um, for each job you apply for, right? So still do that. Still do it. However. I really want you all to go outside of the box, go outside of the box and really think about, okay, I applied for this position that was posted by Kathy, the HR manager. Now, how can I connect with Derek and connect with Anna who work at the company, possibly in the same departments that I potentially would want to work in and just having conversation to see how I can learn more about their day-to-day -day responsibilities to give me insight to see if I want to do the product development project manager or how can I transition from PD project manager to potentially procurement manager or potentially it's a brand manager, you know, because there's different sectors of the business. Okay. So having those intentional conversations and being intentional about it, don't think that you can sit there and pick somebody. Don't sit there and think you can pick somebody brain for 15 minutes and you ain't gonna do no follow-up. If you're not going to be about it and take forth action and let those gems help you with cultivating it and understanding of how to get into this industry, please don't waste people's time, okay? Nobody likes, everybody's time is very limited. And I will talk to any and everybody to help give you insight into the industry, all of it. And I give homework because I'm just a trainer, um, you know, with my company. So I give homework and I get about 75% that will follow up and come and tell me their homework. They will. And I'm like, that's, that's what I'm talking about. But for the 25% of them who, you know, come to me and just want to pick my brain and stuff like that, I'm always about giving information. Don't get me wrong. I'm always about giving information. However, I like to see action. So don't sit here and tell me what you want to do, but, but then what you're not going to do to get what you want to do, but yet you want to get the higher salary. No, so I have this, I have this works. You have to put forth the work and the effort all of that y'all know okay so um you know so just be mindful and be respectful of people's time okay that's also what i'm trying to get at and having those intentional conversations and be okay with taking a different role sometimes within 
the organization to help you migrate and learn a different area of the business as well. So like when I started at a local health and beauty company, project management was all that I was thinking of, but I did not realize that I was doing product management, excuse me, product development management. I didn't realize I was doing packaging management, packaging artwork management, because that's a whole specialty in itself, doing some quality management, supply chain management, project management utilizes is across all of those sectors that I just mentioned. Not including stakeholder management, of course, communication management, all of those things, right? That's part of project management and how you do and operate work and ways of working. So just wanted to share that because I thought I was coming in to do one thing, but I ended up getting immersed and getting exposure to other areas of the business. And there was other, and there's other areas of the business that I still would like to gain more insight on. Even though I know my niche as a consultant, there's other things where I interview other people in the different sectors of the business to get more perspective and insight as to what it's like in a life, what decisions you have to make. How does this roll over into what I do from development standpoint or why we have to do these key tasks and activities versus these, you know, that may differ from what I do versus what you do in your role. So it's always about learning and collaboration at the end of the day. and. I tell people, I would sit with the designer. I cannot draw a stick figure. I can write my name, but I cannot draw a stick figure. However, I am sitting right next to a graphic designer to understand, okay, how do you do this? How do you showcase the layers for an emboss effect? How are you doing this? How would this aesthetic, you know, drive a consumer versus this aesthetic? How do you, you know, the color of psychology, like tell me your thought process on this, you know, so it's very collaborative and, you always want to get that insight at the end of the day. So um, ultimately, with all of that shared, be flexible um, to possibly go outside of a role that may not be advertised or what you are originally applying for. That happens all the time in, a, in all industries. You think you're going in uh, into just say SDLC, software development lifecycle, as a project manager, but then you may realize I actually like product management better for software development lifecycle. And you may realize that you want to be a project manager and want to get your entry point into beauty, but then you're like, I don't have no experience, but I have software experience. So your, um, your entry point may be, um, fin beauty fintech real big right now. Okay. Or Roboblox with this whole in metaverse, you know, with these different, beauty companies, packaging companies going into the metaverse for virtual perfume and stuff like that. Fenty Beauty just launched one, um, you know, in the met in Roboblox. So it's everywhere. It is everywhere. Okay. So I don't want you all to think that the journey to a project manager in beauty is only on the manufacturing side. That's one aspect of it. You have other sides too, but really assess your skill sets, your core competencies, your functional competencies too. So breaking it down based upon what you're good at in every single thing and then finding that right opportunity. So then you can have those intentional conversations with those people that work in those respective departments, those companies, or maybe an extension of them so you can gain greater perspective as to what a day in their life looks like as well. So just be open, you know, and flexible and adaptable, and you will ultimately get to that destination 
at the end of the day. So guys, I hope this was helpful for you all to give some perspective of the salaries, to talk about how to transition into the space, and also some other areas of the business you may not have known about uh, within beauty to be a project manager. And so if you would like to learn more details about my journey as a packaging project manager, also as a um, product development project manager as well, make sure you do go down to the show notes below and get our freebie, which is the starter packaging PM guide and more. So you get further insights of what it's like in a day in my life as a project consultant, working as a global project manager for health beauty and wellness companies. So guys, with that, we will conclude for today. Make sure you do follow and subscribe to all of our channels uh, that are listed down in the show notes below. And we look forward to seeing you on our next product and packaging powerhouse.